0: Uh, people have been um, sharing is the fact that um, it's been a revolutionary message to their lives, amen. And uh, and we're going to keep on. Uh, there's so much that God has given us, and probably will be more than one book. Thank you, man of God. Uh, more than one book uh, as we write the book and all of that stuff. So. We want to say uh, uh, thank you for all the feedback on it. And um, I just know that it's life-changing. And I want to share a little more tonight about God um, as it pertains to finances in the kingdom. It's so crucial that as we live this life that we're not just... Um, compartmentalizing and I did that for so many years uh, I was a born again Christian yet when it came to the money uh, I just really didn't feel like God had a lot to do with that except when I got in the bond and I needed him to work it up. y'all know what I'm talking about yeah um, and uh, I think God has to a lot to say about everything, about our money, about our health, about uh, peace of mind, mental health. How many of y'all know health is mental? Come on, somebody. How many of y'all know that health is physical? Amen. Health is emotional? Yes. Right. And so um, God has a lot to say about everything. And so we started talking about Comprehensive what? Christianity. Comprehensive Christianity, which means Christianity that deals with the whole person, the whole man. And so it took me a while. Uh, God taught me a lot of things. Um, and he used surrogates and mentors and books, distant mentors as well, uh, to teach me things. However, um, I came from the University of Hard Knocks on a lot of things. How many of of y'all come from that university sometimes? Graduated. Probably got a PhD in it. Somebody say amen. So a lot of what we're sharing is experience. And um, I share those experiences not to brag or to boast, especially about the bad ones, not bragging or boasting on the devil, but I do want to let you know that there's hope. Now, I I I want you to pay attention tonight to this one statement. Testimonies do not produce faith of other people. They don't. Your testimony can produce faith in you when you tell it right? But what produces faith? Hearing the word of God. Testimonies produce hope. Yes. And now faith is the substance of things. And you can't even get faith if you've lost hope. I ain't no man, ain't no man, I ain't never going to get married. I'm not ever going to be able to pay my bills. We're going to always be in debt. We're going to always be up under the barrel and all that stuff, right? So many people have lost hope in life because of past experiences. And testimonies help you to have hope. But the word of God brings faith. And one of the things that I would love for me and all of us is to get to the place where we put the word of God first place. Here's how you know when the word of God is not first place. When you're in a situation and your mind is somewhere else or your emotions are somewhere else and somebody brings up the word. And you say, yeah, but. Hello? Then the word of God is not first place. There's something else that you lean on when you get in the tight spot. Somebody say amen. But I'm going to tell you the Copeland's and all the Word of Faith guys that I know that ever did something. Fred Price, who built the largest church, black man, who built the largest church in the 80s in the United States. 10,000-seat dome in the middle of Crenshaw, L.A., debt-free. Come on, somebody. These are people that put the word of God 1st did Doesn't matter about how they felt, who shot John, or what somebody has said. Somebody say amen. I can't hear nobody right now. Yeah. So we got to get to the place where we put the word of God first place. Thank God for stories. Thank God for testimonies. And I'm going to tell some tonight, and I'm going to tell some that that, that are not mine, and I'm going to tell some that are mine tonight. But, y'all, the testimonies is to give you what? Hope. But the Word of God gives you what? Faith. You got to be able to. You can't stand on Pastor Randy's testimony. I can't hear nobody. When you get in a tight spot, you can't stand on Pastor Randy's testimony now. You can stand on the Word of God that Pastor Rodney stood on. Somebody say amen. Amen. When Brother Dwayne went and raised his baby from the dead, he remembered the testimony of Dr. Rogers, but he stood on that word of God. Somebody say amen Amen. that Dr. Rogers stood on. So y'all, testimonies can give us hope, but the word of God gives us faith. So as we deal with money, everybody say Money. Everybody say, Kingdomomics. Kingdomomics. How many of y'all still got your worksheet? All right, you got it with you? Let me see, let me see. Send that out on the band, and they can get on their phone. Praise God. The behalf and the back got it. Oh, Sister Landry got hers. Tanya got hers. Amen. No, my, my wife got hers. Amen. So we thank God for that. Amen. We don't want to just keep printing up papers. But if you need one, we can get you one tonight, and then we're going to put it on the screen. Amen? But tonight, this is a very unique topic, and it's called when you don't need money. Oh, it's going to be good tonight. Are y'all ready tonight? How many of y'all are interested to know when you don't need money? Two amens on that. That means you don't believe me. I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. Can I show it to you in the scripture? All right. Then I'm going to give you some testimony that's going to give you some hope. Somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) But I'm going to show you in the scripture. Is that all right? All right. When you don't need money. Kingdom dynamics, part... $65 $65 million, I don't know which one this is on. <laughs> We've been on it. When money is not needed. My brother wrote a book, and we're going to, uh, uh, bookstore people, we're going to get real systemic on how we order and pay for stuff. But uh, um, the God Market, I don't know if we got any more of those. If you got, if we do, you need to go get one out at the bookstore. It will change your life. It's funny, Sister Charity, people want the resources of rich people, but they don't want the knowledge of rich people. When a millionaire write a book on how to increase, and you don't have it, and you haven't read it, but how many of y'all need money? Yeah. So why you ain't, This is somebody you can touch. Yes? It's not Bill Gates. This is not Warren Buffett. Somebody standing right here wrote the book on how to increase. Have you read it? I love that polite little Y'all give me a church of me. Yes, you're right. You're right, Pastor. No, have you read it? Have, uh, first honest answer tonight, Curtis. Have you read it? Have you even bought it? See, this is the problem. This is the first problem with money. We want the resources of people. If that same person say, I got $100,000 for you, call me on Monday, I bet you do it. Can we get some honesty in the room? I bet you do it. Everybody said, yes, I would. Right. But they write a book and tell you, show you how to do it. That's the money. That's what the devil wants to do to keep you in lack. All right. So it's wisdom and knowledge that leads to what riches. The Bible says that in Proverbs, right? Wisdom leads to riches. All right. Don't put it up until I tell you it's going to be distracting. All right. So, y'all, let's go here. First scripture, and this, this, this message was triggered by one of the scriptures in the book. Let's go to 1 Timothy 6 and 17. I love the word of God because it answers so many questions. Everybody say that. I love the word of God because it answers so many of life's questions for me. I love the word of God, because it answers. So, now listen, if you're going to sit on this first, second row, you got to be responsible. If you're not, you going go to go sleep. You ain't saying nothing. Can you go sit in the back? You know, we only had three rows in the other church. Well, I can put you out to the back now. So, let's, let's hear it again. I love the word of God, because it answers the questions to life's problems. And you're going to see a lot of answers tonight. Amen. How many of y'all want more money? If God made you mean there this year, you wouldn't be mad at it. Let me see here. Okay. So are you listening tonight? Are you taking notes tonight? Are you sleepy tonight? Are you lethargic tonight? Say, wake up, flesh. I need to hear this. Somebody say amen. (laughs) Let's go to 1 Timothy. Oh, this going to ask so many questions. Now, this is 6.17. This is Paul. As now, let's, let's just start right here. The book of Timothy is called an epistle, yes? Who is it written for? We say have some Bible scholars in the place. Who are these epistles written for? Who are these epistles written to? Well, let's, let's go to the first chapter. Let's see. Let's see. Because we, maybe the Bible will tell us, right? Because don't the Bible answer questions? Man, God, can you go get that physical Bible off my desk? Amen. Uh, so the Bible answers questions. Let's see. And so you can always know who a book is written to by what? How, how will you know? How will you know? Huh? You go to the first chapter. And it'll tell you who it's written to. Somebody say amen. Here it is. Paul and the apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God our Savior. God, who Savior? So context clues: Who is he talking to? Other the people who have Jesus Christ as their God and Savior. And in them Hebrew Israelites are those people that tell you that Jesus is not Lord. This is a great scripture. Oh, I wish you had highlighters. I wish you loved the Bible. I wish you loved the word of God like I do. Because as you go and evangelize, like we're doing in this season, somebody say amen. You're going to run into these false doctrines, right? But he said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ. So, is Jesus Christ our God? It just said it. Unto Timothy, my own son. Yeah? So he's writing it to Timothy as I besought thee to abide in Ephesus. So he's talking to the pastor of the church, right? Now, listen. Let's go back to 617. He's talking to him, somebody, right? He says, ask for the rich in this world that they be not high-minded. Timothy is a pastor. Yes? I love why Paul wrote. He's not talking to people. Well, oh, he's talking about those rich in spirit. No. He said rich in this world. Somebody say amen. What is he talking about? Money. So Paul is saying that there will be Christians in the church who will have this world's riches. Somebody say amen. amen. He's not telling Timothy to go talk to the people of the world. He has no jurisdiction over them. Does everybody understand this? He said, Tell the people in the church that love the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yes? Those that are rich. So that means there should be some that are rich. Somebody say amen. I want to be one of them. Somebody say amen. That that charge them that they not be proud. Because money seemed to make people proud. Money can make people proud. So tell them not to be proud and be high-minded. So my experience has been. That people who come to Christ and they have money before they came to Christ, many times God will take them through a season of humbling. Because they think their money does everything. So you got to break them down a little bit. Hello? And then those that. Grew up with nothing, but become rich through ministry or whatever, giving and sowing or investing in businesses. He said, "Charge them as well. Don't get prideful. Amen. And he's going to tell you why. Boy, this is going to be so good tonight. Y'all got your bibles? Y'all ready to beat them? All right. You beat them at the appropriate time. Listen to this. I'll tell you when it's time. He said, charge them not to be proud and arrogant and contemptuous of, of others. Mm-hmm. You know, rich people, Mama Dorothy, they get a nice car, they take up two uh, park spaces. <laughs> I wonder if I get close to their they car. Hello? You remember when you had a raggedy car? You just glad to get one space? See, that's how you get your car key too. Taking up two spaces and stuff like that. Come on, somebody. Hope people don't like that. Hey, don't be proud. Don't be arrogant. Somebody say amen. amen. Or contemptuous of others. That, that's why you take up two, because I don't want nobody, I don't need nobody to close to me, right? I'm contemptuous of others, nor to set their hopes, here we go, on uncertain riches. You see, in the kingdom of God, money is not our God. Money is not our source. God is our source. Everybody say, God God is my source. source. That's why I learned, I can give money. Because money is not my God. (laughs) When I give money, mama, you say, some people so stingy they make a dollar What? Holler. They make a dollar holler. They tight. And there's some kind of emotional, mental attachment when I release money. Because money is my God. I'm dependent on money. And when I look at a certain account, and it's not where I want it to be, I have an emotional breakdown. I get moody. I get grumpy I can't have no peace and you talk to him and say uh, do you have enough food yeah you got enough forget yeah you pay your money yeah what's the matter I just don't have that, that that money like I like it to have it God is, is, God is not your source money becomes your source and he said don't be arrogant of yourself nor set your hopes. On uncertain riches, but on God, who richly and ceaselessly ceaselessly provides everything. Who provides everything? Who provides everything? Everybody say, God is my source. God is your source. Never forget it. Somebody say amen. What are we talking about tonight? When money is not needed. There are times you're going to need money. Yo, but there's going to be times, I'm going to tell you, you can't get money quick enough. All the money in the world can't do it. You can have the money and not have the time or the convenience and it still can't get done. So sometimes you need God to move beyond money. Somebody say amen. Whew. Are y'all with me tonight? Y'all feeling the anointing on this? It said, charge them that are rich in this world. That they be not high-minded. This is in the church. So as you get prosperity, as you get wealth, as you start coming up, as you get that job, as you get that position, as you get that car that you wanted, or live in that neighborhood you want, don't get high-minded. Somebody say amen. Don't start thinking. You know, you're driving two and three Mercedes, and you go to the gas station, and somebody's car caved in on the side. You're like, it's something you need to get on you. You got to resist that. Man, who do you think you are? One accident away. Come on, somebody. Or oh, you go visit a relative, live in the old neighborhood, got one of them old shotgun houses, and still smell like mildew, and, and then you mm, I can't. Mm. Really? Hello? How many of y'all had a grandma it be nine in the flow? Come on, somebody. People with pallets sleeping everywhere. Uh, am I in the wrong house? Who had that kind of situation? Don't act like you brand new one bathroom and had a window unit in Houston, Texas in the summer and everybody was happy didn't have nowhere for everybody to sleep didn't have nowhere for everybody to sit down and eat, have a dining, breakfast nook, man you just got a bowl you got a plate, sit down where you could somebody say amen don't get high minded, y'all when you get money Somebody say amen. amen. We got a building. Not, is it some dude got a little storefront? And I can't go over there no more. Hello? Yeah. Did I forget? The people that came to me when I was in the storefront? Yeah. But, but arrogance and pride come on you. Yeah. I don't hear nobody tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody say, God is my source. So God will take you in kingdom economics. you'll go through a stage where he will show you that he's your source. I don't know how you'll get there. Doesn't mean that you have to be laid off, don't have no money, don't have no food, don't mean that, whatever. But you'll be, if you stay with God, even like this, a building project, he'll give you a project of $2 million and you, all you got is 1000 in the bank. Where you need God to be your source. Somebody say amen. Amen. You keep walking with God, you're going to be in a position where you need God to be your source. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, this is not the easiest thing to learn in your walk with God. Are y'all still with me? Everybody say, but God is my source. Now, this leads us to the verses above us. Let's go to 10, 6 and 10. And that's why it says, for the what? For the what? For the what? (laughs) The love of money. This is what throws people off. That's why I say teach them not to be high money, because people, you'll start loving money, because money can do stuff. Money can get stuff done. (laughs) I remember, y'all heard me tell this one time before, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, I was traveling with Jared, and we'd been there for some days, and I needed to wash some clothes, and and uh, it, was, it was a little ways away from where we were, but I got in there, and I was preach. I was getting ready to preach the next day. But the, the, the thing said, you know, we closed at, at, uh, we closed at 9. So I said, man, 8 o'clock, i get over there and, you know, get a little. But you know, some of our people, y'all know about black African Americans, but we being charged to, to lock up, we like to close up early. So I got there at 8.15, man, was, Nothing do with it? Yeah, we uh, ain't nobody here. They let me here all by myself. And, uh, you know, uh, so I, you know, I just got clothes up. I said, man, I got one load. I see people putting two loads in. All I got is one load. You know, we, I'll be out. I, I won't even be no problem. No, sir, there's no way in the world we can open this up. I said, man, please, there's nowhere. I, I just, I don't want to travel with dirty clothes. If it's if it's anyway, no, sir. There, this is our policy. It is no way. Once I put the close sign on, there's no way in the world we can open it back up. I say, if I give you thirty dollars, we open it. You, start, you got thirty cash. She opened it back up too. Now listen, money, money can make stuff happen. Though. It's the great lubricator. Somebody say amen. It, it, it can get some things happening now. And when you got money, that's why people with money got great power. They got influence. They can get whatever they want. They can get whatever woman they want. They can get, You know, that's how they feel. Right? All of that. So that's why people love money. But as we talk about prosperity, as we talk about debt freedom, as we talk about God blessing you, I don't want you to Equate that with I gotta chase money. I gotta chase the dollar. I gotta be in love with the money, with the bag, with the stacks. Somebody say amen. So we don't love, everybody say I don't love money. Why? Because the love of money is the root of all evil, it, it, it is through craving. Some people crave money. Mm. money. Get richer. I know men that crave money more than women in sex. They want money, honey, because they feel like money. Or bring everything else. For the love of money is the root of all evils. It is through this craving that some have been led astray and have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves through with many acute mental pains, mental and emotional problems, because they love money. Now, y'all, if you leave the faith and Jesus Christ come back, what's going to happen? You're going to be left. You need the faith and die. I don't know. Do you go to hell? But chasing the bag, chasing money. Now all this stuff is coming out. You know, these people, these people in Hollywood, now they want to expose Hollywood, but you used Hollywood. You weren't exposed when you was coming to the top. I asked me to go sit down when he was being all that fake gangster stuff and the white people was paying for it and putting it out and, pe- and our people was killing each other. Right. Now he wanted to smoke. Y'all, what I'm saying is everybody compromised to get the bag. Dave brother, went do no dress. But what about that movie he did to men in tights? He was in some tights. Everybody everybody want a virtue signal like we ain't never did, we ain't never, I ain't never, you know, I got got this high in the industry. Being real, man, please. But because they loved it, they did all kind of compromising things. Somebody say amen. And some compromise more than others. Now I'm going to leave that right there. My, God began to teach me early on that he was my source. What are we talking about tonight? When money when money is not needed. What are we talking about tonight? When money is not needed. God began to teach me early on that he was my source. In 1988 My mother called me in the room. She's right here. I remember. Thank God for it. It was a defining moment in my life. My mom called me in the room, and she said, first thing, what are we talking about? When money is not, first thing she said, I don't have no money to send you to college. That's what she said. Now, either you're going to go to the service, or you're going to get a scholarship." Cause I don't have no money, but what are we talking about right now? The money's not, need- not needed. Y'all, if you numbered my ability on the football team, if there was forty-seven players, I was probably number forty-six in my ability. Wasn't the best player on the football team by far, but I remember I prayed. I got on my knees and prayed that night, and I said. God, thank you. You know, my mama don't have no money. She said my daddy wasn't sending no money. She didn't have no money for college. So Lord, increase my ability. Increase my ability so I get scholarship. Now, now, y'all, that was a hell mary prayer because I ain't really believe myself. But y'all, in a year, supernatural super strength on the football field, became one of the, one of the, one of the, right? And y'all, I'm talking about in the hood with Arnold Schwarzenegger, he-man looking football players. Like they all, they all swallowed. Like no steroids, nothing. Just cut like they be in prison and stuff. Can run, broke 440 records and stuff, track records. Y'all, I was the only one in Jones High School that year in 1989 to get a full scholarship to a Division I school. Y'all, God did that for me, and that was him showing me that there are times when when the money is not even needed. You chasing money, but there are times when money's not needed. And you've gotta get to the place Well, you say, I don't care what. God can do it with or without money. Lord, this is my need. Stop looking for the money. Stop looking for a way to get the money, grab the money, keep the money, stack the money. You just say, God, this I'm believing for. Lord, you do it however you want to because sometimes, y'all, money is not needed. James 117. Let's read that. So we gotta believe it, cause remember we say faith comes from the what? Yes. The word of God. Hope comes from stories, though. I want to give you some hope tonight, cause faith is the substance of things. What? Mm-hmm. Is this good for anybody tonight? Look at this. Every. What does it say? Every good one dollar bill. $100 bill, $1,000 stat. No, every good what? Because what do you want money for anyway? Let's talk about it. What is money good for? Huh? You're going to exchange it for something else. That's all you're going to do. Money in itself can do hardly nothing if you don't exchange it, right? But sometimes God skips over the middleman. And you don't need this change. All you need is him to give you a good and perfect. Somebody, somebody catching this. I hope two or three of y'all get this tonight. Everybody say, sometimes I'm not going to need money for the most expensive things in my life. Y'all back then, Back then, that college education I got at North Texas State on full scholarship, y'all, that was worth like seventy-some thousand dollars. It'll been like three to four hundred thousand now. In this time. And God awarded it to me because I asked Him for it. And every good and perfect gift comes from where? From abroad. Do you know what the good and perfect gift is? Is what you need at the time. Somebody say amen. Amen. What's perfect is what you need at the time. I got a a car, but I need a house. Come on, somebody. And then you get another car, that ain't what you need. Somebody say amen. amen. Whatever you need at the time is the perfect gift. And sometimes money is not needed. Everybody say sometimes. Money's not needed. Listen to this. Every good and perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father lights with whom there is no verbalness, neither shadow of turning. Y'all see that? Y'all know what verbalness means? He's not going to change. And we know that according to Acts 10.34, Cassie what? He's not a respected person so he don't change like the weather like people he wants to give you the bible says the kingdom everybody say God wants me to have everybody say God wants me to have now I've never seen the scripture this way until today let's go to uh, John 10:10 I want you to see it that's why you should lay your eyes on scriptures, because I saw a whole another shade of this today that I never seen. Listen to this. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to take. If he kills somebody, he takes them away from the family, right? If he steals, he's taking something from somebody, right? If he destroys, you can't use it anymore, Right? Doesn't exist anymore. He destroys homes. He destroys marriages. Right? Destruction. You see this? But y'all listen to this. (laughs) Thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. This is Jesus talking. I'm come that they may what? Stop right there. I'm come that they may have something. God wants you to have something. Somebody say amen. He wants you to have something. I came that you might have something and have it more what? Abundantly. Whatever you have, I want you to have more than you need. More than you need. Increase. Abundance. Overflow. You know how to say that? Everybody say increase. Abundance. Overflow belongs to me. Devil, <laughs> that's right. Increase, abundance, and overflow belongs to all of us, not just the bishops and the pastors and the blah blah blah. It belongs to all. Everybody say it belongs to all of us. Why don't I have it? I know what you're asking. Why don't I have it? Let's talk about it. Jesus came that you might have something. Did you ever seen it like that? He said, I came that you might have. Not that something be taken away. I came that you might have. Somebody say amen. amen. This is Oral Roberts. He said, how different is this way of thinking than from what people ordinarily associate coming from God? Written into building contracts and insurances are causes such as this. We are not responsible for acts of God, such as fire, earthquakes, storms, hurricanes, etc. <laughs> Who do the world equate with taking away? God. Acts of God. What's one time they put acts of Satan? I think one time I wrote it in on an insurance claim. Was this an act of God? No, act of Satan. God didn't do this to me. Not my God. Come on, somebody. Maybe the God of this world, maybe your God. Hello? But my God didn't take it away from me. Hello? Because my God came that I can have something and have it in abundance to the overflow. You see what I'm saying? I came to my house and enjoy life. Can you enjoy life when you don't have no place to stay? What you thinking about? When you don't know where your next meal coming from? You're not enjoying life? When your life is off and on like ours used to be? Come on. Hope they ain't turn them off today. And then when it's cold or hot, you call over there. Man, I got children, man. Y'all turning the air off on children. Y'all turning the heat down off on children. We got children in this house. Yeah, them children got a dumb daddy that should have paid the bills. You can't enjoy life then. Somebody say amen. Amen. When there's a need or lack, we automatically look at it as a deficit. When we need something or there's a lack of something, I want everybody to listen. Think about what you're lacking right now. You see it as a deficit. You might have to live with somebody. We've had people come to our church and live out their cars. They were shamed, ashamed about it. Because it was seen as something negative. It was seen as something that wasn't good. Yes? We automatically see it as a deficit or negative. Or, as I said before, preaching, a horror movie. Instead of looking at it as an opportunity for God to meet your need. Since God is my source, everybody say, God is my source and he loves me, and Jesus wants me to have any situation I get in where I'm in lack, I'm coming out of it. Somebody say amen. And I can't wait to see what God's going to do this time to bring me out again. Y'all remember the message I talked about? You've already won? Talk about our favorite genre movie. The action hero movie. My wife wanted to go see uh, Mission Impossible. No, was it six? Seven. Was it six, seven? I don't know. Seven. Mission Impossible 7 for her birthday. Spoiler alert. Just spoiler alert. Just in case you go see it. I'm going to spoil it for you. Number one, the mission was not impossible. And Tom Cruise did not die. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So every situation he got into, I was on the edge of my seat saying, how is he going to get out of this? It wasn't if he's going to get I know he's going to get out of it because I'm not watching a horror movie. My wife was grabbing me, grabbing the blanket. I said, Baby you're not going to die. She said, oh, I forgot. And so many times we go through unnecessary emotions when we're, 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 we're in a place of lack. Come on, somebody. When we got caught up in the jam either because of our own actions or because of somebody else's action. But how many of y'all know that's what grace and mercy is for? That God still loves you. That Jesus still came that you might have something and have it more abundantly. Touch your neighbor and say, so I can't wait to see how God bring you out of this. Can okay, going to bring you out. Do you believe it? Because Jesus came that you might what? Not that you don't have. Somebody say, Amen. (laughs) Is this good? Is this good? Mm. So sometimes money is not needed. Let's go to Mark Chapter Five. Sometimes your money won't do no good. But Jesus came that you might have. Mark chapter five, y'all there? Verse twenty-six. That was a woman with an issue of blood. Y'all remember her? <laughs> Verse 26, it was said, we should have heard the Jesus. She came in and pressed behind, touched him with his garment. For she said, if I may touch him with his garment, I will be made whole. But it says, she had suffered many things of many physicians. Watch this. She had spent all that she had, but was nothing better, but grew worse. So that means she had some money. And the money couldn't help her. That's why we don't love money. That's why we don't have money as our God. Somebody say amen. amen. Because there are going to be some situations. Baby, honey, child, money not going to be able to help you. You're going to need the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're going to need Jehovah Rapha. You're going to need Jehovah Jireh. You're going to need Jehovah Nisi. Somebody say Amen. So you might as well dethrone money and make God your God. Because sometimes money make it worse. It don't make it better. I watch people when they're in need. I watch how to react to benevolence. I watch how to react to money. Because sometimes more money makes it worse. You keep pouring money down on people that are dishonorable, that are not appreciative, that are uncoachable, that don't have any initiative. Somebody say amen. Money, money not going to make it better it's going to make it worse. Good. Keep giving the drug addict money. Money not going to make it better. Yeah. These people, these liberals in these liberal cities, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> have passed billion dollars, hundred million dollars uh, 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 bonds and stuff to clean up the homeless people. Guess what they're going to do? They're going, they're going to give them they're going to give them hotel rooms, free hotel rooms. Throwing money at it. They're going to give them clean needles. They're going to build more porta potties so that they don't have to defecate on the street. They're going to give them free cell phones. And then give them a free check once a month. Y'all, it's not, it's not making it any better. What is it doing? It's making it worse. So money is not the answer for everything. Somebody say amen. amen. You're giving an ungrateful, spoiled brat child money, and you keep giving it to them. Money's not going to help it. Money's going to make it worse. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. So sometimes money's not needed. She didn't need no more money because the doctors couldn't do it. But when she tested him of his garment, she was made whole. Somebody say amen. amen. Got a few more minutes. You got a few more. A few more minutes. Yes, what about when it's inconvenient? You got the money, you don't have the time. If you have the money, you don't have the time. If you have the time to do it, you don't have the money. Somebody say Amen. amen. Yeah. Let's look at Mark chapter six, verse thirty-six. And when the day was spent, his disciple came unto him and said, This is a desert place. It's inconvenient. And now time is far past. We don't have time. Send them away. Not that they may go in their, their country about and into the villages, that they may buy for themselves. They can use their own money. Buy some bread. Because they don't have anything to eat. And he answered and said unto them, Give you to eat. Give them to eat. And they said unto him, Shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread? We don't have enough money. Because of the time, because of the inconvenience, because of space, if they had enough time, they didn't have enough money. If they had enough money, they didn't have enough time. It was over 20,000 people out there. But Jesus showed up with a miracle. Somebody say amen. They didn't need the money. Somebody say amen. Amen. And God provided. They were able to eat. Because sometimes money's not needed, y'all. You know? So if sometimes God can do stuff without money. Money's not my God. And if God say so, $1,000, I can let it go. Two amens on that. That's the reason. That's the reason we plateau give it. Because I, I just can't see myself. I just can't see. Well, why not? Because you think that money is the answer for everything, and it's not. Money's your God. Somebody say, amen. amen. Listen to this. I'm almost done. Money, sometimes you don't need money for clothes or shoes. I forgot who it was. I think it was Mike Murdoch. I know uh, Jerry Savelle got a story like this where God had told him to buy a man of God a suit of clothes or something. And he said for the rest of his life, he would go into different cities. People have three, four, five suits. One man called him. was a millionaire and said, man, I want to just buy you 50 suits. He sold into, somebody say Amen. And now he don't need money for clothes anymore. Look at what God did for the Israelites. Listen to this. Deuteronomy 8, 2 through 4. And he humbled you. Now this this, this, this is what I'm talking about. See, that's why he said the rich don't be high-minded. Because sometimes we're humble. Now God does not take from us. Many times it's our own idolatry. That takes from us. Somebody say amen. Amen. And causes us to have lack. Yes? All right, I'm good. But, here's the deal. He will allow you to get into a place, if you're high-minded, that will humble you. Can we read the scripture? He humbled you And allowed you to have hunger and fed you with manna, which you know is not, neither did your fathers know, that he might make you to know that men don't always need money. What, What was he trying to do? He wanted them to know that God was their source. Everybody say, God is my source. Not my job. Everybody say, God is my source. Is the source. Not, the Not the government. Everybody say, God is, God is my source. That he might make you know that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I told you that testimony produced what? Hope, but the word of God produces what? Amen. you can. And so as Christians, we walk by, Amen. we live by, how by sight? Now, if you've never been there with money, he go, you're going to get in a situation where you're going to have to walk by faith, not by your bank account. Somebody say amen. But by every word that proceeds out. And that's what he said, verse 4. Your raiment, your clothes didn't get old upon you. Neither did your foot swell these 40 years. Your shoes, your shoes didn't run out. Your clothes didn't run out. Because God provided for you. Somebody say amen. Thank God for discount kind of tires. Thank God that we have money. We could buy brand new tires. Somebody say amen. But I remember the time we couldn't buy no new tires, and God let us ride on some used tires for six years or something like that. Somebody say amen. He was proving to us that God was our source. Somebody say amen. Oh, some of y'all, that spirit on you, it don't like this. You ought to say amen real loud. Got five minutes. Now, here's what I really want you to hear, y'all. Well, how come sometimes I don't need money? Got this from Bill Winston. Listen to this. Because God don't have to give you the money. Listen to this. He can give you the thing that leads to the thing. You didn't hear me. He can give you something that'll lead to money. That's worth as much or more than money. Somebody say amen. Everybody say God don't have to give you the thing, but he can give you the thing that leads to the thing. And sometimes he can give you the thing that leads to the thing that leads to the thing. Somebody say amen. That's why God don't always need money. If you're writing, write these down. Okay, y'all. So y'all, y'all, I, I heard I'll be here you say this. Okay. Y'all in the booth, undistracted. distracted. Listen to me. Don't get ahead of me when I'm preaching. If you put notes up before I say it, that's ahead of me. So listen, God can give you the thing that leads to the thing. Y'all hear me? What kind of things can he give you? Number one, if you're writing, write this down. He can give you a problem. Now see, most people, when they need money, they see that as the problem. But God will give you a problem so that you can get some money. What did Mike Murdoch teach you? You ain't learned nothing, y'all know this. Because money is a? For what? So he don't have to bring you the money. He can bring you the problem. And if you got the expertise to solve the problem, you're going to be rewarded with the money. So when you need money, you ought to start around looking for problems. Two amens on that. When you need money, you have to look around for some problems. Some little boy, oh, man, he became a millionaire at 11 or something. Because he saw a problem. His mama would get up and make uh, bacon every uh, morning, and, and then it, and it had grease on it, and, and she'd have to spend time draining the grease. So he invented this thing that had ridges on it so you could put the, the thing in the uh, microwave so it drained drain the grease off it automatically. He, look, he was looking for a problem. Come on, somebody. He solved a problem, and that problem brought what? God don't have to give you the thing. He can give you the thing. I thought two people would get excited. He can give you the thing that will lead to the thing. And this is why people stay poor and broke. Because they think their problem is, I don't have money. I don't have a place to stay. Ain't nobody trying to help me. This, that, and that. No, you're not looking for the problem. Come on, somebody. Now, can I tell you this? Can I be real honest with you? Can I be real transparent with you? Y'all, now I'm going to tell you, at this stage of my life, I don't have a lot of money problems. I don't. Now, but I'm always looking for people that can help me and that can solve problems real good. We got all kinds of problems at the church. We got problems in AV. We got problems on camera. We got problems in sound. We got problems in music. We got all kinds of problems. And if I can find some people that can help me solve some problems, they can get some money. Amen. But all I find people is making their wounds because I ain't got no money. And when you all depressed because you ain't got no money, you ain't in no mindset to, set, to solve a problem. Because to solve a problem, you got to be positive. Solve a problem, you got to have effort. Solve a problem, you got to have a good attitude. Solve a problem, you can't be depressed. Solve a problem, you got to have some initiative. You got to have some oomph. You gotta have some go get it. Somebody say amen. Yeah. That's right. Okay, what are you going through? Look for a problem. And it's not far from it. My murderer said it's close to you. Somebody say amen. What did Joseph do? He was in prison. Money couldn't help him. Somebody say amen. He didn't have enough money to pay bail. Come on, somebody. What did he do? He looked for the problem closest to him and started solving problems, started interpreting dreams. Somebody say amen. And he left the prison and got to the palace. Became a millionaire in less than three years. Become a problem solver. He don't have to give you the thing. He can give you the thing that leads to the thing. Somebody say Amen. What else can he give you? He can give you a strategy. He can give you a strategy. But when I have entitled, when I have give me, give me, let me have, and that's why we don't teach that over here. That's why we don't promote that over here. Somebody say amen. amen. You're going through, and many times we're going through because of the prior bad decisions that we already made. Amen. But that's why there's mercy. That's why there's grace. But at some point, you got to get the listening spirit. Amen. And put your listening and ears on. And now they're right. You got to stop the woe, it's me. It's, it's people here that had the woe. I say, stop it, stop it, stop it. I, I, I almost slap them. You're not coming out like that. You got the victory. Somebody say, Amen. We victors. Somebody say amen. I'm homeless, Master. You know, we was homeless, but we had the victory. And we shouted, and we gave God the praise in the midst of the storm. And God worked the miracle. You came to the wrong place with some pity parties over here. Somebody say Amen. Now, we're going to help you. We'll help anybody. But y'all, you got to have some hope about you. Somebody say amen. amen. You better be seeking God for strategies. You amen. better be looking for problems. You better be looking for a job, something that you can do to help and get some money. Somebody say amen. amen. Hmm. What else somebody give you? You can put it up there now. What else somebody give you? He can give you a problem. He can give you a strategy. He can give you a product. He can give you a product. And you sell the products. And you make money. Somebody say amen. Amen. Do you need money? I want to ask you a question. Do you need money if in the morning you go to the backyard that you purchased and you see a pool of black liquid kind of bubbling up? Come on, somebody. Do, do you need money then? And then all of a sudden you dig a little bit and it starts springing up out of the ground. Come on, somebody. Gallons and gallons and barrels of oil. Do you need money then? Okay, you take the product that God just gave you? Can he do it? Peter needed some money. Y'all remember that? He might not give you the thing. He might give you the thing that leads to the thing. What did he give Peter? No, no, no. He gave him all of it. he gave him a person. Who's the person? Your meeting the right person can change your financial future. Tell so what I'm saying. Don't worry about you not having money or having lack. Y'all, don't worry about that stuff. Because sometimes you don't even need money. All you need to do is connect to the right. and the right person will change your financial future. So Peter met Jesus that day. Jesus had a problem. He needed somewhere to preach, the Bible says. Yeah? He needed a platform, people's crowding him on the shore. He needed to get away from the shore so he could preach to the more of the people. He presented Peter with the problem. Peter needed money. Somebody say amen. He didn't have the money, but he had the problem and he met the person. Somebody say amen. Amen. So he met the person with the problem. Come on, somebody. And all he had to do was have a good attitude. Come on, somebody and be willing to solve the problem. Yeah. See, you're looking for a man, but Rachel was looking for a problem, and when she saw the man that had the problem and needed to get his camel's water, she was willing to solve the problem, and in 10 minutes, she had the money. She had the man. She. <laughs> Sometimes money's not needed. That's all I'm trying to tell you. It's meet the right person. Person present the problem. People are like, hey man, no, nah, Jesus, we just clean our boat, we just clean our nest, bro. I don't know who you are, bro. Yeah, bro. You're not going down the street. <laughs> he done missed out. He can give you a problem, strategy, a product. So then what happened? He solved a problem for Jesus. Could Jesus give him money? No. What did he give him? A problem. Remember I said he can give you the thing that leads to the thing, that leads to the thing, that leads to the thing, thing, that leads to the thing. Peter met a person. That person had a problem. He was willing to solve that problem. Then Jesus gave him a strategy. Throw your nets on the other side. Launch out into the deep. He was willing to listen to the strategy. The strategy produced a product and the product produced 30 years of salary in one day for him and all his partners. I thought three people might get excited. Oh, this is kingdom knowledge. This is how the kingdom works. This is how the kingdom works. This is how the kingdom works. Stop being sad, down, and depressed because you don't have no money. You know, my wife is a businesswoman. She's an entrepreneur, and she knows business people. Let me tell you what she told me about you in private. She said, girl, if Cecile ever got herself together, she'd make a million dollars in flowers. Y'all, all these flowers, Cecile did them. The ones out there? But you got to get yourself together. Stop being depressed. Stop licking your womb and get some business and get Strategy. Cause see a lot of us are in business, but we ain't got no business account. We mixing the money. We the people make the deposit. We take the deposit money. We spend it on bills. Then when, come on, you gotta get some business. You get a strategy. Not to give it a you the thing. He give you the thing. At least to 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 the thing. Anybody say this? Kingdom knowledge. Anybody ever taught you this? This is what you need to learn. Cause is how God changed me and my wife, financial trajectory. We met a person. We got strategy. Come on, got some different people at different times. Started producing product, books, sheet tapes, and uh, cakes and brownies. And I should get contracts for businesses, and shipping it all over the nation. It don't take everybody like it. All you need is one person to like. Is this good for anybody? Sometimes, y'all, money's not needed. Somebody say amen. And I'm going to tell you, if you got a need, turn that money in your hand into a seed. Release it. Several testimonies in here. Remember, testimonies give you hope, don't fake. Uh, Pat, same thing. You've heard uh, uh, Dwayne's testimony about his house. Pat kept sewing, 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 You know, when you go for a house, they want to look at your account. They say, don't do that with your accounts. Keep money in all your accounts. Don't go get no loans or do nothing. This brother had z- zero money in his account, $20. And you can really buy a house and say, hey man, how you going to buy a house and you ain't got no money in your account? He said, my God supply. He kept sowing because money wasn't his God. And you know he got his house? Same thing. No money down. Is this true? Amen. Same thing. Two claps on that. Because sometimes you don't need money. When you think you do. Somebody say amen. amen. Every head bowed, every are called